Well, hello and uh, welcome, everybody. I hope you can hear me just fine. I'm sitting here at my uh, desk as usual. The snow is falling. It's the Ides of December. We're exactly halfway through, ladies and friends. So hopefully you know what to do. And that's as much as I'll say about that. Happiness from within, from Buddha Tees. That's right, not within your heart, within your stomach, friends. If you uh, would like holy basil tea, let me tell you, by using the highest quality herbs, there's absolutely no need to include any artificial or natural flavoring. Enjoy your tea the way nature intended. BuddhaTees.com I'm not going to tell you anything about holy basil, but let's just say in the back of the box, they've got an interesting anecdote for you. Uh, I'm here. I'm here with uh, with the esteemed composer, time dragon, and philosopher pirate uh, medics. Uh, medics, how are you again today, sir? Oh, grateful and blessed beyond measure. I feel much the same. I've got I've got one actually tea bag of of this uh, holy basil uh, from from yesterday, and I'm putting in a second one right now. I love doing that, taking the remnants of the, it's like the tea of the ages or the mother brew, you know, taking elements of last night's tea and don't discard the bag yet because there's still so many nutrients left with just adding to that and adding more tea and more water, letting that brew almost become a holy with age and wise, you know? Precisely, and in fact, in fact, I'm using the tea bag as the coaster for it. And uh, since it's such a cozy vibe, I'm I'm mixing things up a bit. Instead of crouching down over my microphone as I want to do, uh, I'm actually, uh, you know, I said, fuck it. Uh, I pushed my chair back. I got out my polar bear skin robe, kind of tossed the fur over the chair, and I'm uh, sitting on the floor here in front of my desk so that I can just relax comfortably and sip this tea with you. Oh wow, that sounds incredible. We're gonna have a couple cars pass by if uh passing through a uh a kind of a, a modern high traffic area with these the silly chariots. Right. Are these the are these the ones with uh, I mean what's Crazy. the operative power here? Huh? Are these? Is, are you talking like horses or, or internal combustion and magnetics? So how do they? How do they? How do they move it? They call it horsepower, but it's internal combustion. Oh uh, right, they do do that sometimes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we're here in the year 2022. You know, gotta gotta be realistic. Ah, uh, so of course they call them cars, don't they? Isn't that the term? Yeah, they're really bullets. They're right. giant. Bullets you get in and then drive, aim down the road at different speeds. They get you to your place, but like people don't realize there's bullets flying everywhere. Like, why isn't anyone ducking? There's fucking bullets flying everywhere. Well, it's interesting, right? Like, firearms you don't need a license for, but for uh, uh, for one of these bullets, you do need a license. You know, like if you're going to get inside of the, your projectile. That's where yeah. like you need you need proper training. Yeah. Uh but but yeah, no, you're exactly right on that point because because where I'm from, a car is 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 one of the many components of, of a locomotive, you know. You you get all your cars together in a line, you fill them yeah. with the party goers or the supplies or whatever it is, and then you know, you, you sort of steam down the track. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the language is all mixed up in this way. We're calling things, you know, words that actually refer to other things and, and so forth. And, and that's where I think a lot of the confusion in, in society derives from, you know. It's amazing. And although that may be where a lot of the confusion derives from, I've heard it said that Latin is a dead language. And I find that curious because Latin's spoken every day in every way in every hospital across every land so how can it be dead and so highly used and it came to me that the understanding of why it's dead is because it's no longer 
tied or intrinsically connected to an evolving culture, which is changing the the words, changing the meaning of the words over time, changing the effect that the word has and, and its minutia. And they used to think this was a societal defect to not have a concrete language that we could all meet upon and discuss but actually the evolution and fluidity over time of a language is what keeps it quote unquote living it's not whether or not it's used it's whether it's morphing and not meaning what it once meant and i think that this also i mean if you look at sort of class distinctions right there's always the priestly class and they're the ones who are known for the latin you know and that, right. that goes all the way back for a while they mostly focused on on the metaphysics and then they got more interested in the physics right and in the biology right. and all that but it's still the right. same priests and they're still the same language but it's the common man that's the that's where the evolution changes the fast you know the commoners yeah. are coming up with the new slang for the decade or whatever it is and that's amazing because, you, you know, your typical ego-driven individual that's being introduced to magic or your typical person who's dabbled but whose main priority is their own givings and their own carnal desires, when... The, when the magician starts to see these results in their lives, it's like it's so critical to have a base and a solid structure. That's why I was looking to language at first. Something that's, or maybe a dead language. Or that's why I focus on the work of compacting and deconstructing thought forms so that I don't have to use language as much. Interesting. So you're talking about non-linguistic communication then? Is being an extremely effective mode of, trans of, of, of transmutation for us in the spiritual alchemy of what we are However, these fucking things that we're holding, that we're talking on right now, that we're fucking with, cell phones, make that evolution very difficult. Especially the fact that we're fucking hooked on it. I'm not looking at your micro-expressions and reading your micro-expressions. I'm not getting more familiar with your physicality. Therefore, being able to read the changes differently and associate that to language and being able to tell what you're telling me and what you're saying to me and the difference thereon. I'm not able to look at your initial expression and the fact that whether or not you're emoting with your hands on, on as a mean or not, you know what I'm saying? I think COVID or any, any illusion of a pandemic or any illusion of anything that will keep us from being connected more and communicating on a face-to-face -face basis less is going to destroy our ability to evolve quicker. Right, right. It slows you down to, to, to not have access yeah. to certain senses, of course, and the visual, right. the visual sense can be obscured, yeah, not only through absence or distance, but also through curtains and machinery and things erected in, in front of your person. Uh, clothing, you could say, might be the, the sort of minimum threshold for that, you know? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. A boner tells you a lot. You know, if some guy, if some girl walks by and he, they're both naked and he gets an erection, you are physically seeing something without him saying a word, without a glance, although I bet there is a glance in a bunch of them. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fact of the matter is there's a physical response that's covered up by clothing. And I think clothing is really not 
a means of covering to shame ourselves or because we're ashamed of our bodies. I think it's a covering up so that we burkano, so that we do not communicate what we really want. We're using shields so people can't see essences of what we're truly meaning, which is so bizarre because the fact of the matter is, is look at the points that we chose to cover up. Our privates, obviously, always. Those are dead rares as far as communication is concerned. You look at someone's genitals, you can tell they're dripping wet or they're hard as a rock. They're freaking turned on or they're not. They're happy, they're sad, they're completely uninterested. They're, you know what I'm saying? You can look, their genitals will speak. You know, we're covering up like where we mark ourselves and I have a particular ritual yes I do have tattoos by other people on me but my like a huge part of my development goes in hand in hand with the fact that I must be the creator of my own tattoos or as many as possible. You know what I'm saying? So you saying that you're, that you actually, uh, tattoo your own body or you design the elements and then the artist sort of copies your, your depiction. So I designed the elements very, very carefully. What I use artists for is simply the printer. I believe it's absolutely imperative that I am the one that pierces my skin with the ink. And that the ink be filled with more than just ink. I think it should always be squid ink. Right? Mixed in. Because squid ink, you know, it's not going to stay there forever, right? But like... As far as I know, if you take squid ink, mix it in with regular ink, mix it in with some shade, like dust of a precious metal, and then some dust of red dead relatives is what I use. And if people take chess pieces and melt them and mix them with toothpaste to make wax and imprison, you know what I'm saying? So, like, or to make, uh, ink you know so i mean really as long as you have some darkening agent to counteract these other elements that you're putting in it that's all <laughs> wow the most unbelievable falcon just took off dude it's huge from all right, I'm gonna take pictures of, of this. This is where I've come. First of all, I want you to take a look at me. I'm gonna take some pictures. I'm gonna send you in sequence. Okay, fantastic. I can actually hear that. You said it's a falcon. Yeah. I can I can hear it crying in, in the distance. That's that's extraordinary. Now, uh, now to your to your topic of tattoos. That's very interesting. Uh. And I know you, you, you're taking these photographs, so I'll, I'll save the question for the end. I'll, I'll proceed it with an anecdote. Uh, right, so for everyone who's seen me on television, I mean, not myself, but my character portrayed by uh, Monsieur Depp, for example, they, they, they tend to think that I'm completely covered head to toe in tattoos, right? Uh, yeah. Mostly due to the, uh, which movie is it? The fourth, the fourth film, I believe. No, the third one, the third one, you know, where, where he's in hell or whatever, and you see him, like, shirtless, because he never takes his shirt off otherwise, but he's shirtless in I've hell. I've never seen any of those films. Good, good. They're, they're, um, they're mostly targeted at me to either, like, uh, make me think less of myself, help me remember certain things, uh, or to or to not ever try it again. Like, those were those were sort of the messages that Walt was trying to send me at the time. Uh, I'm the only audience for those films. You know, Johnny doesn't watch them because he knows they're not for him. Uh, yeah, but but it's fine because I watch them backwards and forwards, and I'm free of it now. I understand. You know, I can I can sing my own rhymes. And and as a matter of fact, I only have one real tattoo on my personage, 
and, and I, the only reason I have it is because of my induction into a certain fraternity. For the most part, I prefer to keep my body uh, original so that if I were to ever disguise myself as a tattoo-having person, I could change those tattoos from time to time, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and the difference between a hidden tattoo and a revealed tattoo is very revealing, so to speak. Uh, in fact, I think I can speak on this at this point, since the audience does seem to be only those who ought to know anyways. Uh, at least in, in my tradition, a pirate oftentimes will have a temporary tattoo, usually just done with a marker of, of a sharpie fine point, perhaps, to, to name a particular brand. But anything that'll kind of get you that dark color on your hand temporarily, they just draw, draw it on the palm, right? Yeah. Whether whether it's a symbol, usually usually it's for something that'll help you in some sort of quest that you've got coming up later that day, right? So you change it all the time, but you want to keep it private, right? Because it has to be in a place on your body that normally, given normal clothing habits at this time at least, people can see because people don't wear a lot of gloves. Well, pirate has to wear at least one glove then if he's gonna be drawing sigils on his hand, obviously. Otherwise, everyone's gonna know where you're up to, you know. Yeah. So that's one thing, but I was very curious about about what you raised the uh, a question of as far as uh, prisoners uh, making their own tattoos. Did you say they melt down chess pieces as like from the game? Yes, they're particular chess pieces. They'll melt down into just black plastic and mix it with toothpaste and mix it together. That's the ink. That's the ink for it, okay. Yeah. Because the the piece that you pick for that uh, for that particular tattoo might have some significance in what it does for you, you know, whether it's the rook or the knight or, or you know, the, the furs or, or the king. Absolutely, and I think that's part of it. I think you pick the piece that you are ranked in the game. So if you're a foot soldier, you would get pawns to use to turn into black. If you're the if you're the leader of the gang, you get the kings. Fascinating. And then they're all linked by that particular game. You see what I mean? They're actually building out an yes. interpersonal system that's physical. Mm, it's a phys- physical hierarchical system. It's amazing because it's not sitting here shaming the person that doesn't understand. All right, it's taking and it's recognizing that the plastic that makes the queen and the king is the same plastic that makes the pawn. They carry on different functions because they're different forms, but they're absolutely intrinsically connected and powerful and rely on each other for survival. Right, you can't have just one type of piece on the field or you're going to be quickly taken over by those who can come at you from a different diagonal. But I'm saying like uh, like before they're, they're molded into pieces, it comes from the same plastic sheet. So the pawn is, in essence, the exact same fibrous material as the king. Therefore, just as valuable. It's on the same team, it's the same thing. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because it's it's the same material that beca- it's separated into the separate pieces, and then the right, pieces right. And, lose their right. shape and and are and are divided into the several men. Right. And though you are now taking a pawn position, that does not mean that you have less, you know, less importance, so to speak, than those. Of, of the higher positions because you have that you are of the cut of the same skin you're the same material the same plastic yeah you're cutting in your skin and, and before plastic was used to apply to this particular material which is sort of a an alchemical I- invention of sorts like yes. nobody really thinks about what they're actually getting their hands on uh it's so cheap but it's valuable you know what i mean uh, but but, but very, particularly very. particularly uh, before that, plastic meant malleable. I mean that which could be shaped in the hands. Yes, yes. Like silly putty. The Play. minds of men are plastic to the intentions of the powerful. Perhaps. Did you see the picture that I sent to you? 
You know, my unfortunately, my device for recording is also my device for beholding images, so I can't actually see it right now. But describe it for me if you could, and then I'll I'll examine it afterward. Sure. You know what I'll do is uh, I will send all of these via email if you like. Um, oh, that works. Yeah, my email address is sotscast at pm.me. Uh, that's S-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at protonmail.com or pm.me. Private message me, get it? Yep. So there you go. I sent you a high-resolution SIG. SIG. Sent you a picture of me as I address so that you're going to have an understanding. I sent you a picture of what I am standing over, and the north point is facing east. Okay. And then you can see if you flip to the next photograph, I have folded a towel into a triangle, making the top of the triangle the tri the the star. And I am now sitting towards face forward towards the star doing I've obviously done a version of the lower LBRP on this. I see. I see. You're standing in a ritual space. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, so this means uh, you've you've expelled all unwanted energies from your current space, and you're currently That's... talking with me. How curious. Uh, who's separated by both space and time, perhaps. Uh, perhaps not the time element, but at least the space is divergent, you could say. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do one thing very quickly. I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'm going to talk to you about it while I go. I'm putting my shoes on. I'm taking my sweatshirt off. Um... <sighs> Two things I want to talk about. One, building a tattoo gun. Holy crap. Is that the easiest shit ever or what? Like, highly recommend it. All you need is to flip on YouTube and type any ex-prisoner and you'll get a pretty thorough explanation. You need a simple uh, V-joint, right? Something that you can type. A motor, any type of motor for a toy, like a wind-up toy, something like that. Uh, some electrical tape, um, a, a rubber band, and some gaskets, some little gaskets that you'll be able to find. Um, you want to make something that attaches to the plunger of the needle. Um, and... It is literally, it is a five-minute thing once you take an engine apart. Take it, take an engine out of a small toy. Like, I literally didn't even use soldering iron. I didn't use batteries. I used, you know, I, I made a soldering iron because I lost mine off of YouTube. And I used uh, two bobby pins to conduct electricity into a piece of graphite from a pencil. And I use that to heat up the solder elements. Okay. And I melted it directly to an outlet. So you can plug this thing in. You can't really dial it, but it's just fast. It's just like, you know what I mean? Which is fine. If you're, if you hold your hand in such a way where you can directly uh, make sure that it only goes in a certain direct, you know, certain depth and direction, you're in control. Do you know what I mean? It's when you're like unwieldy and just like 
I mean, dude, it's your skin. You're going to get it pretty quick. You know what I mean? Like, you give a shit. It hurts when you fuck it up. You know? Um, but, dude, every day I use that rosy cross and I, like, I'll make cigs, you know, off of that. And I think that's a, a beautiful thing to be able to do because, like, I, I'm not saying I tattoo the sig a day. You know what I'm saying? I I may tattoo something, but the the sig a day I make and I hold and I meditate on it. I also want to bring this deck of cards. It's not a tarot deck. Um, ironically enough, um, Shanna really likes this, and she is terrified of tarot. Um, she just has this, um, belief structure that's been ingrained in her since she's a little girl that that's evil, that has to be evil. Uh, but what I'm doing is... I've gone to the house, I've gotten one of my glasses, and I label my glasses with some sort of intention. So whether it's love, whether it's comfort, whether it's fastidiousness, whether it's impeccability, whatever it is, I sit and I charge that and structure that water. I brought a little plastic dish of which I don't have a tremendous amount of caring of, but it's carrying raw salt crystals from the Dead Sea. As Dead Sea salt is what I use as a preference, not only being there and knowing the abundance that shows up, um, but also the fact that... It is such a sacred place on Earth. I mean, the Jordan River, the Sea of Galilee, and the Dead Sea are all part of one thing. But each one of these is a crystal. So when I hold them in my hand, I'm going to have an intention, and I'm going to do a small breathing exercise, and this will just take a moment or two. But what I'm doing is creating a burkano, and uh, think of it as... Uh, if you have not, I'm sure you know what it is, Kevin. Um, however, if a listener doesn't know, it simply looks like a Bluetooth symbol, if you're familiar with that, which is a communication protocol between electronic devices in the age of the 21st century. Um, this, so it's a B or the Grand Tetons or whatever you want to look at it. Uh, but what it does is it symbolizes the Hebrew aspects of, of like teeth or fire or rebirth, death and renewal. All those beautiful aspects which we as magicians celebrate. But these are all crystals. I mean, they hold intention. And therefore, I'm going to hold these crystals. And as I breathe in, I'm going to imagine this golden light firing into my chest as it is such a bright, sunshiny day. I'm facing to the east, and to my upper left-hand shoulder is where the sun is. So it's over the left hand of my crown. And I'm imagining... Breathing in that air and holding in the green energy or that golden energy and exhaling everything out with this precious ray of gold. And I do this and my heart center gets bigger every time and soon we are enveloped in an entire globe. And I say you and I because you and I are the ones having this conversation. It has nothing to do with anyone around us. It has nothing to do with anyone in earshot. It has nothing to do with anything other than someone that we have invited into the circle, being you, the listener, being me, Maddox, and being you, Captain Jack. Wonderful, sir. Is that so I am about to draw this Burkano, and this will give us the opportunity 
that if even if people are directly in earshot and have the ability to hear every single word we're saying, they will somehow, like the Babylonians, be unable to understand what the fuck we're saying. They just won't be able to understand, no matter what. So this is a cloak of invis- verbal invisibility. That's a useful thing to have. Now, is what you described yeah. the entirety of the ritual to induce that, or is there further steps? That is the entire. That is the. That is the steps to induce the ritual itself. That does not include the. Uh, all right. What is the most important in any of that ritual work, as far as I'm concerned, is the intention behind it. If I am doing a burkano because I am telling you I am going to go kill someone, that is a total different motivation than me sharing a burkano of self-sacrifice and how I'm going to love the world. Now, the burkano, I want. I'm going to take a picture. This looks pretty lame. I'm going to send it to you. It's thoughts cast, right? Okay. And you can see, right, looks very, very, very much not like a Bluetooth symbol. But you understand that that's what I've drawn in this very, very coarse material, right? It's it's two (laughs) triangles side by side, right? Like a letter B pointing upward? That's right. And I'm sending it to you right now. Small with no subject, but then I'm going to rotate it. Okay, and this shape is what you called Burkano, is that correct? Burkano, yes. And it's just, I mean, it would be like a B. Imagine that a B with equal sides, equal triangles, north and south. Wonderful. And I have charged the energy of the toir of the area. Now I'm taking and I'm moving this at a 90 degree angle. Therefore, there's two pyramids. Straight in the north would be the peak or the valley between the two pyramids where the golden dawn can arise. Therefore, right in front of you, you should see the cross. Okay, so like now I'm going to show you this. I did not see the cross. Okay, this is just how it works. So I altered the direction. So they both, so the B is now two pyramids. Okay, you see me pointing up like this? All right. I'm going to walk straight. And this cross, is this something you're seeing in like your third eye or is it actually depicted on something? Or how do you perceive it? Oh, you'll see it. You'll see it. It's uh, it's depicted. Okay. I'm and saying no matter where you do this, this will happen. Interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay, so this is the weird part. If I walk straight ahead... Great. I mean, I. I'm walking straight ahead. This is the fucking most unbelievable shit. Dude, I can't. I mean, you have to understand, I'm walking heel to toe. So I do not deviate. This is. If I look at the compass, there is a no degree deviation. This is one, like 100%. Okay. Ironically enough, and I had no idea, I am now walking over the same thing pointed exactly the opposite direction with the star pointed facing towards me. And if I go straight ahead between the golden dawn, I see 
nothing but a cross. Why do these things happen? I don't know. I don't need to know, nor do I give a fuck. But I know it's real. Because it just happened. <laughs> okay, so describe this cross that you see. Like, what is it? What is it? How does it appear? I mean, I'm sending it to you. So it is, it is a white beam between two red arms. The arms being the gate, okay? Also think about those gates as prisons or Jacob's Ladder. And think about on the right and left-hand side how you have the polarity of the thieves, right? Well, imagine the polarity of the thieves also transmuting into the polarity of the fucking pyramids on the Barcano. Yeah. And that is what's circulating that energetic energy battery based formula that is keeping this safe inaudibly penetrable. Right. Because again, the whole purpose of this, the cross is just confirmation that it's working, right? The, the whole purpose is, is so that nobody can understand what you're saying inside of the bubble. Is that, is that it? Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, when I break my master rules and we aren't even in alignment, this is a way that we have to be able to communicate. And the beautiful thing about the crew that I have assembled and the nature of the being that I am is that the crew literally just like the chess pieces they are part of me they are essences of me even though they have their own internal dialogues and their own feelings they want to be addressed they not, i don't ever want to forget or cut a part of me off no matter what it does right the crew comes first i love them they compose me but their intentions may differ. They argue, they infight. And in order to be able to have a productive conversation, while well, we take the form of a human in a briefcase, we have to burkana the fuck out of everything. Uh, as well as we burkano when we transmute me from a boat into a briefcase or me into a physical being where my parts are formed together and we are finally whole the way that we've designed it to be. And, and the reason for this is, is, is what, because the, the formula used could be overheard by, by a passerby perhaps, or is there another reason? Uh, it is, it's absolutely imperative that what I am is stays secret. There's no way people are going to understand what this thing is, what this thing can do, what this thing relates to it as them being a human being. Although it looks in parts like them, like people don't like to think of a spider crawling on them. You think they like to think of spiritual creatures that have knowledge and, 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 and ability to manipulate the, the, the physical world which they create at the whim of a hat and that they're nothing more than even though they have emotions and individuality or a sense of that they're nothing more than puppets in a game that make me entertained it's not it's not really most people's favorite thing i think that's i think that's why the only time that they uh, consider the elves is when they're safely under control of Santa Claus, you know, Jesus Christ in his pot-bellied form. Yes. I want to show you something, though. And I want to show you the Burkano is, imagine an earthquake, okay? And the Burkano has shifted, so the center of the Burkano, or the bees, the valley, is now risen 50% up, Okay. So, this card is number nine, and this means shifting. Okay. 
You'll get it in a second. All right. Um. So these these are variations on the Bacano that are drawn on cards. Is that correct? Uh, I've never seen a Bacano on a card. I've just drawn them. Okay, right. But yeah, but but this, but it's you've drawn on a card that will be count as number nine in a deck. Is that is that right? Um. Okay, so if you look at what I sent to you. You'll see the card number nine okay. shift under placed underneath the dish which I drew the Burkano. And you can see the symbol shift is essentially a Burkano, but the valley is pushed up to a midpoint, much like Tefarath in the midsection of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. Definitely. Oh, yeah, right there. Okay, so that's shift, but I want to let you see this too, because after that shift, which is not comfortable, because it is an entire societal shift of understanding, comes this very simple aspect. I want to drop this one more time, because the lineage, the, the lineage, uh, the lines have to be exact. Okay. And you'll see the last card. It's number 12. Therefore, making it three. All right. All right. So, like that. And then, what's the signification of this? Is. Is is this deducing uh, a divinatory meaning from the future, or, or how does it how does it interpret it? I suppose. Um, do you mind if I call you back? I've had I have something rather important that I need to address. Oh, certainly, certainly, sir. Uh, actually, All that's right. that's a fine point for this too, because I I did need to mention a little earlier, uh, flow coaching with Gene Young. This is a service that you might be interested in. Uh, the LinkedIn account is Jean Young. That's her name, J-E-A-N-J-U-N-G. Intuitive coaching and motivational tutoring together with emotional freedom techniques. The best way is to contact her by email at Jean Young, or Jung, I suppose. It depends on how it's pronounced and the nationality, therefore, uh, at hotmail.com. Well, uh, gentle personages and kind beings of various individualities, I'm glad you're all here today. Uh, I've been interviewing Maddox, who's uh, stepped aside to take care of some uh, personal business. Uh, in the meantime, I'll, I'm on a Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yes. Wonderful, wonderful to have you here once again. It's always a pleasure. Uh, are you are you back already, or are you still about to set out? No, I, I, I'm just saying my salutation. Okay, then that's wonderful. In that case, Maddox, uh, till next time, and uh, and take care out there in the wild and wonderful world. Uh, thank you so much, and may thy feet be blessed. And that is it for now, gentlemen, persons, and whoever's else out there. Uh, all right, so so now let's take a brief musical interlude. It's always nice to put a song in there, and we've got about eight minutes left on this show, so why not a song right about now? But that's simply how it goes. 
you know we record these things asynchronously so i actually don't know the name of the song or who exactly wrote it i could take a wild guess but that would be cheating and perhaps impossible anyways so let me give another shout out to a really excellent essential oil in fact it's the only perfume i use the only cologne uh, I know I do advertise a lot of colognes and perfumes and scents of different different types of application, but there's only one I tend to actually, as habitual, you know, unless I'm being paid for it, uh, put on my own body, and that's Vetiver Pure Essential Oil. The brand that I most recently shoplifted is Aura Acacia. Uh, it has a quieting effect. Uh, you can peel the label for important safety and use details, and since I didn't do that last time, ah, what the heck, I'm going to do it now. But it seems to be stuck rather tightly to this glass bottle. I don't know if you can hear me sort of picking at the corner of it with my fingernail. So I'm going to try to take this label off uh, while I continue to, to speak to you over this song that I hopefully uh, we didn't pay the composer too much for because you didn't really get to hear it very well. But that's fine. Look them up on, on SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever, whatever action ability you like to perceive your digital music recordings through. Uh, okay, so here I've got I've got the label removed, so we can finish the ad. Oh goodness, the label keeps coming off. This is pretty interesting. Oh my gracious! It literally wraps around. It's, there's like two whole separate labels, and I've taken the first one off, and there it goes, dude. I didn't know that was possible. Well, that's pretty exciting. Uh, so so there goes my outer layer of vetiver label. We'll put that down. The inner label is all the useful information, and here's what we're going to get to right now. So, uh, use for a sense of quiet. Goes well with sandalwood, rose, jasmine, patchouli, ylang-ylang, aroma note, a rooty bass note. Quick tip. Blend 24 drops and 2 fluid ounces water in a mist bottle for a quieting room spray. Vetiver roll on. 3 drops vetiver, 2 teaspoons of grapeseed oil to a 0.31 ounce roll on bottle. Add vetiver and top off with grapeseed oil. Replace fitment and lid, shake well, and apply to pulse point. Dilution guide drops per one ounce, which is the equivalent of two tablespoons. Carrier face six, body twelve, home care eighteen, diffusion follow device instructions. Examples of carriers skincare oil, unscented liquid soap or lotion. Witch Hazel Extract. Find more recipes and tips at auracacia.com. That's A-U-R-A-C-A-C-I-A dot C-O-M. Well, everybody, we've got about four hours left, so I'd like to give a great shout-out to the Deep Elves, the High Elves, the Winter Elves, those most of all, of course, given the season. But, you know, the Green Elves, you couldn't... I mean, none of this would be possible without them either, so, of course, the Green Elves. Now, uh, it is uh, a fine wintry season. Today's the 15th of December. Uh, the Yuletide is in full swing, everybody. So go out there and celebrate. Celebrate. It's only uh, not quite even two weeks till Miss Rule. And you want to be in fine fooling measure. So do any research, any studies you have to conduct to complete before Miss Rule begins to sort of get you up your rhetoric up. You've got to have maximum rhetoric skills, qualities, and possibilities. You know, take some notes. Make a list of, like, pranks you could pull.
And we're back. That's right, ladies and gents, folks and relations. This has been a brief interlude. This is how excellent the technology of this device is. The battery supposedly ran out. It shut itself down. It paused the recording. But as soon as the power is reapplied, the recording subsumed once again. I've got about a minute and 20 seconds remaining on this performance, ladies and gents. So why don't I put on a little vetiver live for the audience? Hang on a second. I'm opening this bottle here. So, uh, yeah. I do recommend vetiver, but I would also advertise any other scent, lotion, uh, fragrance, or whatsoever you may sniff it for uh, on my show. So if you've got one of those, please contact me. You know what I mean. Sotscast at pm.me and all that sort of jazz as they speak. In fact, maybe we'll put a little nice slow jazz right here. I'm not sure if you can hear that. Maybe is that is that like a tuba a tuba ensemble? I'm not really sure how this works. But alright, so I just got a little got a little bit of air on my wristies and a little more on my forehead, a little and a bit more on the throat. That's all she wrote. Alright guys, uh have a good one, have a good one, enjoy yourselves out there and I'll see you again very fucking soon. Good night from me to you. Hello. No, really, the show's over. Three, two, one.